I'm Charlotte, also known as Briar because I changed my name, but I am going to be doing a podcast on my modeling experience. This was like by far the most requested video to do and it's really easy to do because I'm gonna do it by myself. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but anyways, I'm going to talk about my experience with modeling um, and just a little bit about that. Um, okay, let's get into it. I got scouted when I was 16, when I moved from Toronto to LA. Um, I, for people who don't know, I like briefly said something on my TikTok, but I moved from Toronto to live with my dad for the first time. Um, I lived with my mom, me, my sister, and my mom from ages zero to 16, like right after my 16th birthday. I moved, my birthday's in May and I moved in August. Um, and I didn't know I was moving actually um, until like about two weeks before. And then I kind of told my friends, I was like, I'm moving to LA. And then I eventually just ended up actually moving. Um, I don't know why I like technically moved. I had never lived with my dad ever. I think he had like, we had been under the same roof together when I was like young, like a baby. And that was kind of it. So I literally never lived with him and I, my mom was moving to London, England to um, live with her at the time, fiance or boyfriend, I don't even know. I think fiance, I don't remember. But um, so she was moving there to retire and I was basically like, do I move to LA in my junior year or do I move to London in my senior year? And it literally came down to the fact that I did not want to be new my senior year of high school. Like I really, that sounded so fucking bad. So I was like, I'm going to move to LA. I'm going to live with my dad and it's going to be fun. I want to say six months afterwards, I ended up getting scouted. I went to Coachella, Coachella Music Festival. This is like, this is like the how I got scouted story that people really wanted me to talk about. I went to Coachella, it was my first time going to like a big music festival. Um, I was so excited. I was going with my friend Josie. At Coachella, my photos went viral or whatever and um, like photos that my friend took of, of me and Josie and photos just that I took of myself and stuff like that. Um, they just ended up getting really popular online and I got a bunch of modeling contracts. Buzzfeed did an article on it on like the 16 year old Coachella, whatever girl. And then after Buzzfeed, um, the mainstream news picked it up. Because of that, I, um, I got a bunch of modeling contracts from a bunch of different agencies and I ended up signing with Wilhelmina. Uh, Wilhelmina was my very first modeling agency that I signed with when I was 16. A big part of like how I felt at that time was I couldn't really, understand like why this was happening to me like i there's so many girls that this could happen to like why is it happening to me like statistically like i don't know how i won some sort of lottery um but i i i it feels like that it feels like i've like won some sort of like thing and i don't get like how that was kind of like a big thing for me consistently over the years all the time was like why is this happening to me like this is so nice and there's so many people out there this could be happening to like statistically like I don't understand why it's happening to me I've noticed like people can kind of go two ways when good things happen to them they kind of 
know that they should be there, you know, and kind of wear that and own that and just kind of walk in. They're like, yeah, I deserve to be here. And then there's, there's some people that just don't see that and, and wrestle with it and it can fuck with your head. And I wasn't one of those people that saw it. And I'm so inspired by the people that see it like that. I'm striving so hard to get to that point and I'm going to because I'm determined to, but that was a huge thing was like in for like all of my life. I'm like, why is this happening to me? Like statistically, like why is this happening to me? Like, I don't know. Just to put things in perspective, I grew up being a lover of the fashion world. I thought I was gonna be a fashion designer when I was young. I grew up idolizing like Rosie and Adriana Lima and um, Miranda Kerr, Irina Shayk, like just these like big, sexy Amazonian women that were just so unachievably beautiful. And I loved it. I was just so enticed by the ridiculous nature of what the fashion industry was. Um, and I still am, I, I love it. Um, so with that kind of fan in me, I really was a fan. I did not understand why I got scouted to model when I was five, seven, when I was 16. I was like, so didn't get it. Like, I think maybe if I didn't know too much about it or, um, cared less, maybe I would have had a different approach or more of a naive confidence, but because I knew so much about it and knew every model's name and stuff like that, I was like, yeah, this like probably, I'm not gonna do this, like, no thanks. I was just happy to be a fan and like, that was it. Um, I did not want to pursue it. I was just happy to, you know, see it online. Um, so when I got scouted, I was just, very confused why I got scouted. And it kind of like, as a normal girl from Toronto gave me super bizarre, like this kind of wave of insecurity kind of came over me after I got scouted. Um, and I don't know if it was because of like social media or like sudden attention from media or being 16 or just being scouted to model. I don't know, or if it was a cocktail of everything, um, but I definitely changed as a person around that time. I like modeling just made me like extremely self-conscious. I think is the best word to put it because I, I think every person is self-conscious. That is like the, how the human condition works, but it kind of elevated my self-consciousness to a level that it had never been before to this kind of like scary delusional level where I started to be, become obsessed with every single thing that was wrong with me. Like literally every single thing that was wrong with me. And I think that's very common with girls and maybe with guys, I don't know. But it's interesting that we all kind of go through this like phase of like hating ourselves and just like, picking apart every single thing about ourselves until like we, whatever. Once I got scouted, um, I really did not care about modeling at the time. I was kind of more just doing it to appease the people in my life because they wanted me to model. And it seemed kind of like the smartest thing to do. Like you should sign with this agency. And I was like, okay, I'll sign with the agency. Um, and I 
quickly grew kind of a bad reputation at most of my agencies for not going to any of my castings, not replying to anyone's emails, and just kind of being negligent and irresponsible. And the funny thing is, is it didn't come from kind of lack of wanting it. It came from a lack of self-belief. It came from a lack of not seeing any good in myself, so I'm therefore not gonna try. Um, as I've kind of reflected and as I've kind of like grown up a little bit and like just kind of seen my behavior for what it was. I remember at this time of my life, like in this kind of these kind of insecure years, I was taking front facing flash photos of my face every single day, um, which I had never done until I got scouted. So this was kind of just like this weird like thing that happened to me where I just grew this compulsion to start taking photos of my face and what i would do is i would analyze them i would analyze the photos and just look at every single asymmetry on my face and just like tell myself like that's that's what you look like you're actually so ugly and no one knows the truth that you know which is that you're disgusting like that's like literally what i would say to myself it's funny because i wouldn't even tell myself to do it it was like i would come home and just take a photo of my face and just just want to be so unhappy with what I looked like. It was just this weird thing. Um, in Toronto, I was, I was under the impression that I was like cute and like, I didn't think too much about what I looked like, to be honest with you. I literally didn't wear makeup to school. I looked like shit and I just existed. Like I didn't, maybe I cared more than I remember, um, but it, it wasn't to what it became by a long shot. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't know what exactly triggered that. I think just the combination of everything at that time just changed me. Like it just did. It made me so much more insecure and so much more quiet and so much more just imposter syndrome. My imposter syndrome was so bad that I, when people would ask me to hang out, I, in the car on the way there, thought that, oh my God, I thought that they like were going to like, they thought like a different person was coming. I like really didn't, I don't know. I don't know why I developed this. Like I really don't know why. Um, but like that's kind of the level it got to where I literally thought like, literally like people weren't even expecting me to, like I don't know what I thought. Like I just genuinely just didn't, couldn't understand the concept that like I had, good things about myself. Um, I just didn't see a lot of good in myself at the time. And I've really tried to change that and I have, and I am starting to see a lot more good things about myself and not be so fucking hard on myself and like define myself by my lowest common denominator and say, that's you, that's the real you. I lived with my dad at the time. It was my dad, my stepmom, and my two younger siblings. So it was kind of like their family and me, <laughs> and which I was fine with. Like, I actually didn't really care. I like, I was in the back like house, like the back section of, like I had my own entrance. Um, and I just did my own thing. I did not care what they were up to. Growing up with, at that time with him um, was not the best situation. Um, I don't believe my dad has like evil in him, but I would say, I would say close to that, evil adjacent. Um, 
And it's like a hard thing to explain to people that don't really get it. We don't speak now. He lives in Thailand and um, I wish him the best. I really do. Um, I like kind of feel sorry for him. And yeah, so he's in Thailand and we haven't spoken in I think around five years and I have no plans on speaking to him ever. And I think that's okay. Um, I'm like totally made peace with that. And yeah, the thought of seeing him honestly scares the shit out of me. Like literally I would think I would like freeze up in, in, in absolute, I don't know. I wouldn't even know what to do. Um, so please never have that happen. Having that kind of as your only parental guidance, um, at those very crucial years, um, basically meant no parental guidance, which is fine. Like I'm fine. And like, it's not like some terrible thing happened to me from having a lack of parental supervision. Um, but it's something I've taken into consideration of, um, like maybe I would have like benefited, um, if I had that. And you know, a lot of people fucking have worse or, or way less. So I am fine. This was just a mere reality of that time of my life. Something to add was I was also very shy at the time, like in, in terms of like camera stuff. So on my, oh my God, I remember my first job. I like, oh my God, it was so bad. I, and it's funny, my very first job, it paid $1,200, which is a lot of money. That's like a really good starting model rate. Um, they like wanted me how I was. They were like, tell her to come with her white nail polish on. I used to have these white pointed nail polish nails that, that I would wear all the time. That was my thing. And this client was like, we want her just the way she is. Like da da da. Should have felt like confident, but I didn't. I go to the job. I was literally like paralyzed with fear, like paralyzed. Some girls can do that shit because I was surrounded by like, a bunch of girls that do do that, like, are very sexy and very like confident and like sought out modeling. So to seek out modeling, you also need a little bit of confidence. So I was around all these girls that like kind of knew they were like hot and like cool. And with that comparison, especially, I was like, wow, like I'm really bad at this. Like I'm really not good at this, genuinely. Um, and I would continuously get booked on these jobs. I was so nervous going to my jobs. I've talked about this briefly on another podcast that I did, but my dad is a director uh, for commercials. My dad at the time um, asked me like, what would help you be better at your job? Like what would make you feel comfortable in front of the camera, this or that? And I was like, honestly, like if I was like drunk on my jobs, like that would help. I kind of said it as a joke and he, advised me he was like as a director i don't care like what um the talent has to do to get the job done like i don't care like as long as they get it done um so he got me a flask and he was like just start getting drunk on your jobs and i did <laughs> that is how i chose to deal with my crippling stage fright at the time was literally getting drunk um, on wine, it was wine because that was easier to chug for me. Um, and this was probably around age 17. Um, and I, it's funny because like, I, I also at this time, this is a side tangent, had been, pers I had been going to the psychiatrist who, 
um, mistreated me and misdiagnosed like, me with like so much shit, but he gave me so many medications, so many. And he gave me one for modeling, which is a beta blocker, which I'm sure some people are familiar with. It's for anxiety. Um, he also prescribed me Xanax. So I would take a beta blocker, a Xanax, and drink wine for all of my jobs. I was like literally like faded on my jobs. Though it's not like the best parental advice ever. Am I going to say that to my kids? I, I don't know. It was the right advice in a weird fucked up way to tell me because you know what, it did help me. I'm not saying that you should do that. I'm really not. Um, but it's just part of how I dealt with being booked on my jobs. Um, and dealing with being very uncomfortable in front of the camera. Around the time I was 18, I started kind of getting these greater opportunities with modeling. Um, and it kind of made me realize like I should take it seriously um, and not just kind of think this is all a joke on myself and just kind of rise to the occasion like I saw so many other girls around me do um, so flawlessly. And I was just like, wow, like that's so cool. I remember I got the Victoria's Secret casting call, um, which a lot of girls get, but not everybody. And I was so, so excited. I was like, but at the same time, my attitude going into that casting was, um, I I know I'm not gonna get it, but I'm just gonna show up. I'm just gonna go and you know, like, like I just have to go because I have to go. Like that's that's how I kind of looked at it. And I remember, this person that I was with um, at the time said to this, whatever, um, she said to this guy, if that's her attitude, like about going into a casting, like she's never gonna do anything with her life. She's never gonna book anything. Um, and I thought about that and they were right. That's so true. Um, it's very true. I, at that point, didn't understand the importance of positive mindset and anything like that. I was so frozen in the I can't, I suck, this is a joke kind of mentality. Just kind of doing whatever people wanted me to do and that was it. Um, but that really like stuck with me of just, I have a terrible attitude and I'm like not going to book anything if this is how I feel about myself. But it, it's, it wasn't even so much my attitude, it was just a direct correlation of how I truly felt about myself, which was that I did not have much to offer and that I should not be here and I should you shouldn't hire me. That's how I felt and that's what I was projecting. Um, I remember for that Victoria's Secret casting call, I was so skinny. I think I was 100 pounds. And I was, I'm 5'7", to put that into perspective for you. I wasn't even that, I wasn't even super skinny for the casting, particularly. I was just so skinny at that time in my life. Um, I wouldn't say I had like a hardcore eating disorder. Like I wouldn't call myself anorexic. Um, but I had, I had an eating disorder, like very unhealthy eating habits. Like, um... And it's interesting because I think almost every single girl at least considers having an eating disorder, which is crazy if you think about it. Like that's fucking crazy that we're all so like skinny obsessed and like vanity, like we're just so like 
it's just crazy that we we like that is such a small like thing to deal with in terms of becoming like skinny or beautiful it's so interesting um I was probably eating like one meal a day at that time I was so so grossly skinny um this is going to make like my modeling experience sound like so dark and so evil and this and that but like honest honestly like this was my fault like this was like I'm the one that did this like this is how I chose to deal with this and this is like and it was it was literally just like how I chose to deal with it like it takes like a weak girl to do that so that is on me that is not the modeling industry the industry is what it is which is an industry based on appearance like take it or leave it like that's how i looked at it at least and that really helped me not get so caught up in it um emotionally i actually had never had an agency tell me to lose weight i actually i at la models they told me to gain weight because i was so skinny and they saw that they're like honey like i remember this they were like honey you need to gain some weight like this does not look good and like at the time i was like what do you mean like i look so good i'm so i don't know why i was like so obsessed at that time with being super skinny um but i was so after kind of that victoria's secret casting i started to kind of like gain these jobs and got like the cover of a magazine and things like that that i truly never in my life ever thought were going to happen to me ever like that is crazy like literally crazy I'm so I don't know like what I've done in a past life like even just my like small success in the modeling industry I'm so like like blown away that like I don't know like I don't know like I'm just genuinely so thankful and like confused at the same time honestly but I'm working on that and one day I'm going to really own my shit and yeah so i decided to i'm going to get really good at modeling i'm going to get over my stage right and i'm going to just get over this and um i really put a lot of my intention attention onto becoming more to be kind of like acing it and like i wanted to show up on my jobs not nervous anymore and i wanted to show up on my jobs and be like i'm going to kill this job and they are going to hire me again and i wanted to show up to my castings and be like they are going to book me they and and i actually feel that way now like a hundred percent every casting i go to i say to myself i'm gonna fucking book this job i like literally did a 180 mentally with how i how i approach these kinds of situations and it took a lot of time like it really did and i'm honestly shocked that i even pulled it off like i actually like i dreamt that one day i would feel this way and the fact that i actually do is crazy like literally crazy it's insane that helped me so much with my confidence um in modeling and going on set i ended up doing a couple music videos and i loved doing music videos i loved doing kind of anything with motion and anything video aspect i always had actually since i started modeling anytime there's a video component i was like oh, fuck yeah like that's my shit i'm gonna do I'll, I'll do better at that than i will at the video at the photos that's kind of always how i looked at it i was like i am always better on video than i am in photos doing those music videos the directors um told me i should consider acting um and i had honestly never really considered it um my dad also um 
kind of pushed me into acting at the time. Um, or when I was younger, he kind of pushed me and my sister into acting and I was quite defiant. And I kind of did every, the opposite of every single thing my parents told me to do. And so I think that kind of hindered me in a way because I um, was missing out on things that maybe I would have enjoyed um, had I not been so stubborn. With modeling, like that's not my world. Even though it's like super accepted, um, all kind of body types and heights and this and that, I could only see um, like myself going a certain direction with acting. Um, acting is like truly like what I like to improve myself on. I know this is gonna be a common question. So I wanted to address it in here, which is how I'm going to briefly, briefly touch on how to get into modeling. I had the wonderful privilege at my agency at Elite to host a open call um, and I got to be in the deliberation room. I got to help who decide who gets scouted, the whole thing, it was so fun. Um, and I actually might do that again with my agency now. I followed my president of Elite to two, and now I'm at two with her. Um, so I might do that there. But um, from that knowledge, I know that they are genuinely looking for new talent all the time, like literally all the time. If you fit the right criteria, they will hire you. You do not need past modeling experiences. They don't care. They don't care at all. Even if you were terrible behind the camera, you get better at it. And that's, that's, they're just looking for someone that meets the physical requirements. And that's kind of it. One thing I did also want to talk about is nepotism and just kind of my experience with nepotism. Um, the first thing that I will say about nepotism is that when I have a daughter, I'm sure as hell going to make sure that she has the best foot forward in the world. That is just how humans are wired. You protect your own. You make sure that your tribe is okay. Um, so I don't believe that these people are doing anything morally incorrect by making sure that their kids are successful. That is just how the human brain operates. We protect our tribe and then we protect ours. It's more so just they would do what anyone would do, which is that they love their fucking kids and they want their kids to be successful and their kids are have souls like everyone else has a soul. It's not like they mean less because they were gifted more in life. That's not how it works. Everyone is everyone is the same and we are all we are all simply trying our best and we all have goals and we all have dreams and you have to allow for people just because they have more than you to also be able to want that for themselves. Um, and for them not to get robbed simply because they have more. Um, that's kind of how I look at it. Of I want would want the best for my daughter too. Um, and so I understand kind of where they're coming from. I also understand the argument of not doing shit for your kids and letting them figure it out, which is honestly, I will probably split the difference and find a really healthy balance in between there, maybe kind of do a little less for them. I don't know what I'm gonna do for my kids. I have no idea how the fuck I'm gonna figure that out, but I'll be very careful about it, I know for sure. We cannot just sit here and blame the industry and say like, oh, they have like stacked everything against us. They kind of have, like sure, I, I'm totally attuned to that, but there's an aspect that we are to blame. We, if these were Greek gods, like in mythology, like we would be so fixated on the children of these Greek mythological people. We would just be like, what? This child is special. What is this child going to do for us? What can this child offer us? Like that is just, we are, we are interested in the children of the greats. We just are. 
Um, so we, they are not all to blame. We are also interested in what Northwest is going to turn out like because her parents are two icons. You know what I mean? Like we are somewhat curious about what, at least me, I, I'm speaking, maybe I'm projecting, but I'm sure that there are other people that feel kind of somewhat interested in what fucking Shiloh, what's, what's his name? And Jolie, what the fuck? What, Brad and Angelina's kids? I don't, I don't even know what their names are, but I'm still kind of interested what that child's gonna end up to look like, what that child's gonna end up to be like. It's like kind of interesting. If you're interested in people and you're interested in genetics and you're interested in just anything similar to that evolution, it's fascinating to see people with that are great, people that have reached kind of a human potential um, have children and see what they can do. So that is where kind of nepotism falls on this. We are also interested in nepotism. It's not just like completely out of our control. We are somewhat to blame. We, some, we somewhat feed into this. I somehow got into a group of people where literally like almost every single one of my friends had some sort of connection into Hollywood, whether it was like a brother, sister, parent, this, that, pretty much every single person like in my friend group. Um, and I always thought that was like cool for them. Like, that's great that that's your life. Like genuinely, like that's sick. Um, and that was just like for them. At times for me, it could be like a little just overwhelming of like, of, of seeing all of these people kind of like with their parents like wealth and with their parents connections, get them like everything and supply them with every single, that was kind of the hardest part for me actually, I think was not even so much like losing jobs to nepotism, but just seeing kind of their parents like hands on approach to their children. To me, it made me so like genuinely like, wow, like that's so cool um, that parents can do that. I think like kind of like the craziest things I saw with it was like, you like if, a certain child like wanted to have this acting coach they would have the best acting coach in the world and they would get it their parents would pay for it and um they would just have like because their parents were super connected or super this they would get to talk to all of the greatest people in the world so these kids are just merely set up to for success they have a much stronger foot forward in the world and it's unfair but life is unfair um and that's just how it works the way i kind of dealt with nepotism is just doing it the old-fashioned way you know and just tunnel vision tunnel vision of this is you and your path like all of these people with all of these things like doesn't matter what if you just invest in you and make you irrefutable and make you the most talented that you can be and do it based on talent. Because if I do it, then I really did it. And no one can say that they helped me. And I think that's cool. I think that's cool that I will be the absolute only ruler of my destiny. Genuinely, if I fail, it's my fault. If I succeed, it's my fault. Um, and I that's most people. And to not be discouraged if that's you. It's just always going to be there. And we are also somewhat fascinated in it. I am as well. Like I genuinely am and I, I understand it and I'm interested in it. So it's going to be there. But at the same time, um, to not let it get in the way of your own path. I think it's a lot more cool if you just do it by yourself um, and get to say that to yourself, that you really just did it. I think that's sick. So the modeling industry isn't easy. 
Um, no industry is easy and every one of them has flaws. The modeling industry flaws come at like a deeper price of self-esteem. So they kind of get this like terrible dark rep because of that, because it's mo predominantly young girls and young girls are fucking sensitive. And we are like not all equipped to handle being criticized on what we look like and to handle that much rejection. So there's so many situations in which those things combined do not make a good story or a situation. And I totally see that. Um, I, I didn't have a flawless journey in modeling for sure. Um, but I wouldn't take back one second of it. I really wouldn't. And I'm so grateful for modeling and I'm, I think everything was everything that was supposed to happen happened. And, um, every way I chose to deal with it was how I was supposed to deal with it at the time. And I learned so much from it. I don't know if I was the best person to do it, but I somehow ended up doing it. And I'm very happy that I did. I don't know what I, I genuinely don't know how I got here. I really don't, but I will not take a second of it for granted. I really won't. Um, and I haven't, I'm so grateful for everything I've ever gotten in my life. So yeah. Um, and that concludes my podcast. <sighs> I hope you guys enjoyed it and let me know what else you want me to talk about. I didn't really know how this modeling podcast was going to go, but hopefully this was at least entertaining. I don't know.